What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, man. Um, today, I want to talk about identity crisis. Okay? So, we've been seeing um, the things going around the internet, uh, dealing with different individuals, and we got to get some things straight. So, this is in, just for full clarity, this is my ideology. This is what I believe. These are, this is what I think. And uh, when it comes to speaking about the word of God, we all should have, we all should be standing on the same foundation. And as you're building on that, found, that foundation, that foundation is built on personal testimony, is built on um, your personal experience. But all of us, all of us should be standing on the same foundation. Some people have more faith than another person. Some people, you know, have, uh, uh, they exercise their gift more than another person. That doesn't mean that the vision of God that they see, the face of God that they see is any different than somebody else. It just has everything to do about the amount of time that you spend being intimate with him. So as it pertains to identity crisis, and when I say that, I'm speaking specifically to people who say they believe in Jesus Christ. They say they believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. And they say they want to go to heaven because of the fact that they believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross and he rose on the third day and that he died for their sins and that there's nothing they can do without Jesus orchestrating their lives. Like if these are things that you say, right, then you're the one, you, you, you peoples, and which is me, is who I'm who I'm communicating this with. When you go to a job, um, my niece got a new job at 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 a grocery store. And she had to go to training. When you go to a football team, you learn about the culture. If you go into the military, you learn about the culture, there's a standard of living. There's a standard of this is how we do business here. If, when you get, if you go to Burger King and then you leave Burger King and you go to Whataburger or, or McDonald's, you have to go through some training so you can learn how they do business there. And once you learn how they do business there, that is the expectation for working at said job. Is this fair? I'm going to assume you're saying this is fair. I'm, and I will assume that you agree. So with that being said, that means there is a standard of living. There is a standard at working at this job. There is an expectation for you working at this job. And there is a demand upon your life for working at this job that you said you wanted to work at. Hear me. You said you wanted to work here. You said that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You said that. You chose that. That was the choice you chose. God didn't come make you do nothing. You made a decision for yourself to choose to believe in Jesus Christ. If you've made that choice, then we need to talk about some of these behaviors that we're seeing. Because I find it ironic that whenever somebody, leadership, pr prominent and a business gets put out in the street, true or not, 
whether allegations are real or not, you see this flood of comments from people who claim that they identify as children of God. What happened to keep your hands, keep your mouth, don't touch. The Bible says, do not touch my anointed. That's what the Bible says. When David went and saw Saul, David went up and Saul was in there taking him a nap in the cave. David walks in there. He cuts the hem of his garment. He comes out and David has this, um, he's, his conscience is starting to feel guilty. And while his conscience is feeling guilty because of what he did. Later, we find out that other people said, hey, you know, they're going to come and they were able to kill Saul. And David says, nah, keep your hands off of him because this person was chosen a touch by God. It is not my place to bring conviction on another person. That's God's job. Now, for some odd reason, for some odd reason, we know people who take care of their health. They go to the gym all the time and nobody comes out and says, uh, and if they fall off, nobody says, oh, you know what? That's why I don't work out anyway. People will say that as a joke, but they don't, they don't, it's not a conviction for them. You know, oh, well, you know, that's why I don't do that anyway. Well, for some reason, when it comes to leaders or Anybody, folks that you know, if they do something that goes outside the will of God, they the, the man cheats on his wife, the wife cheats on the husband, this person is stealing that, this person kills that person, whatever it may be, but while also professing to be a child of God, you end up having the audience members, the, the other people who claim that they're on a the team, they take that person's actions to justify why they don't have a relationship with God. Why is it that the body of Christ is so quick to want to condemn or to speak at another person about their choices, whether those choices are legit or whether those choices are fabricated? You take that lie and you run with it. But when it comes down to truth, you don't say nothing. You don't say nothing. Why? Because talking about the lie, gossiping about lies is fun. It's fun talking about being accountable, being righteous, doing the right thing. Don't nobody want to hear that. But if we can sit there and talk about you're the reason why I don't have a relationship with God. Yes, the Bible says when one part of the body hurts, another part of the body hurts. That's what the word of God says. The word of God says when one person has a problem, we all have a problem. So if you're out here telling lies, you're creating a problem. And if you're not telling, if you're not pushing the truth, you're part of the problem. Or better yet, when somebody falls and you don't help them, you're part of the problem. If you're taking the faults of somebody else and you're using the faults of somebody else to say why you don't have a relationship with God. Well, I don't, I don't, I knew this lady. We we're having a conversation. And she said, uh, she was talking with this guy and and things. Well, kind of, she was kind of on this roller coaster of emotion with him, and she's like, you know, he's, he's he says he's in church all the time, and and he really is in church all the time, but you know, 
But then he comes over here. He wants to have sex with me and I have sex with him. But then he wants to pray about it and then go to church. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, dang, if you in church all the time, ain't you learning? Ain't you, Why ain't you growing? Well, instantly, my question is, why, why are you looking at him? Why are you wondering why he's not doing whatever when you're doing something else? You said, you said that you're up for being, going to church all the time. You're up for that whole journey. You said that you also want to have that kind of relationship with God. That's what you said. So why are you over here pointing a finger about him and his faults that you are participating in and wanting to judge him for his faults because how it's making you feel emotionally why aren't you being accountable for you? Because at the end of the day, let him who has committed no sin cast the first stone. That means if you are sinless, then you are allowed to talk about people. If you are sinless, you are allowed to talk about people. If you are sinless, you are allowed to have strong convictions to rebuke people. But if you ain't sinless, you need to be careful about how you move. You need to be careful about how you speak because the very things you speak on somebody else, God will manifest those, manifest that on you because your words have power, right? Your words have power. What we say, what we say ain't, ain't empty words. When you say you believe in God. In Christ, that's why I say we have this identity crisis because we want to identify as children of God, but yet we also want to be in the world at the same time. You you can't do both. We can't be we can't be puff daddy over here, but then over here we want to be brother love. You have to choose one. You can't be R. Kelly. Over, oh, you know, Robert Kelly, and then you got R. Kelly. You, you can't, no, you need to be one. Are you going to be Robert? Or are you going to be R. Kelly? You got to choose one. You can't be both. You can't dance over, you can't sing me a song of praise on this side, and then you're doing this on this side. You can't say you brother love on this side, but you're doing this on this side. You have to make a decision for yourself in regards to how are you going to, because we love identity, right? You have the LGBTQ plus people that are always talking about, you know, this is how I identify. We got these pronouns. Lord knows, I don't know how that works. Y'all can come for me if you want to, but that's not, that's not the point here. The point here is when you're talking about identity, what do you identify as? If you identify as a child of God, then there's an expectation. If you don't, if you, and you can't say you identify as something, but that's not what you do. That's like people say they are vegan, but that they eat all the hot dogs. I'm a vegetarian, but I eat burgers. I, you know, I'm, I'm vegan, but you know, it depends on what day of the week it is. It's, is you is or is you not? You can't, you can't, you can't play in both sides. That's not how this thing that's not how this system is supposed to work when it comes down to what you identify as. If you are a man, you need to identify as a man. If you are a woman, you need to identify as a woman. And if you are a man and as a way you're supposed to carry yourself. And when I say carry yourself, that has nothing to do with mannerisms. It has to do with character. If you are a woman, there's a way you're supposed to carry yourself. 
It has to do with character. How you carry yourself should match your character. They have to coincide and go together. So if your character, if you carry yourself ain't matching your character, then we got a problem. There is identity crisis within that. That's why there's so much confusion. That's why when we hear things that go on within the body of Christ and people come out here and they just start bashing them and they start blaming these individuals in regards to why they don't have a relationship with God versus saying, I don't have a relationship with God because I don't want to put in that work. I don't have a relationship with God because I don't want to pray. I don't have a relationship with God because I don't want to read my Bible. I don't have a relationship with God because I want to do my thing. I don't have a relationship with God because I don't like people. And God says, I got to like people. And since I don't like people, then I don't have time to have a relationship with God. I don't have a relationship with God because I and my mama was mean to me. I don't have a relationship with God because my dad molested me. Your story is your story. Your excuses are your excuses. But your excuses have nothing to do with your relationship with God. Your story, whatever that story is, if you're not, that story is either, should always run you to God because it ain't like God not sitting here, don't know. We make the decisions that we make because that's what we want to make. If you want to do right, you're going to do right. We know, we know the saying, if you want to do right, you're going to do right. So the question is, are you going to do right? The question is, do you even know what doing right is? And let's be clear here. God ain't asking you to be perfect. God is asking you to mind your business. God is asking you to love your neighbor how you want to be loved. God is asking you to take care of yourself, to talk about yourself the same way you want people out there to talk about you. And if, and if what they say out there to also understand that that has nothing to do with you. That's, that's, that's the, that's the mission here. The mission here is to love others how you want to be loved. The mission here is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But you can't love God with all your heart, mind, and soul if you can't even be honest with yourself. If you can't look at yourself and identify within yourself why you always lean toward the negative. You have to identify that within yourself. Like, why do you do that? What is, what is the energy behind why you do that? You have to identify that for yourself. And if you can't identify that for yourself, then yeah, you can ask God to help you identify your soft spots. Ask God to help you to identify where you're falling short. You can do that. But what you can't do is when you see somebody that is prominent, when you see your neighbor, the person next door, when you see the person on Instagram that yesterday they wanted to do Bible study, but today they turning it up. But then it'd be like, oh, I thought they supposed to be loving God. Da, 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 da. Ask, listen, addicts, addicts, some addicts, uh, 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 Miles, Dr. Miles McPherson, he's not a doctor. You're going to be a doctor, maybe spoke that in your life, but Miles McPherson in California. He has a rock church. He tells this testimony of when he was on cocaine and he cried out to God and God took the taste of cocaine from him immediately. Is that an uncommon occurrence of people's stories? No. But for people who have an addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex, spending money, 
being whatever it is, does it change immediately for everybody? No, it don't. It's a process. It's a process. The funny part about it, we have no problem allowing grace and mercy for those who are on process unless they're part of the body of Christ. Why is that? Where's your identity in that part? Why do we only have grace and mercy for those that are in our inner circle, but we ready to gossip and be part of the crowd when it comes to people that are prominent? Then better yet, let me ask you this question. Why, why is it when it comes to success, we love it? But when it comes to menaces of success, we hate it. What is it about a man of God and being successful in the same sentence that ruffles feathers? Why is it when a man of God falls, we applaud it and say, see, I told you. What did you tell? What did you tell? Because you're part of the body of God. Now, that behavior, that mindset, we that is to be expected and to be understood from people who do not identify as followers of Jesus Christ. If you do not identify as a follower of Jesus Christ, then that is the behavior we expect. I'm talking about people who say that they do believe. People who say they do identify as followers of Jesus Christ when it's when it's somebody within the body of God that is successful. And they fall. If their business comes out in the street. See, I told you. What is with that? What is, I mean, because the fact of the matter is, you don't know that. So who are you to speak on somebody you don't know? Make it personal. How do you feel when people speak on you, you don't know? They don't know you. How do you feel when people at your job put their mouth on you? And they don't know, all they know about you is what time you check in and what time you check out. But they feel like because they see you eat lunch that they think they think they know your whole story. You don't like that. The people I'm talking about and these, these other people, you don't even know them. You don't know where they live. You don't got their telephone number. You don't know their real email address. You don't know their family. But if something go down with them, you, you, you right there ready to type it up. Yeah, see, I always knew something was off with them, blah, blah, blah. How you always knew? How? How you always knew? Because you watch some YouTube videos with people. There is this one church. I'm not going to name it. But for some reason, that minister don't like nobody. That minister don't like nobody. And the people in this, and he tells the people in his church that everybody, every, he, anybody that's successful, anybody that done made it. Now, mind you, he's making it off of their backs because he says he's telling the truth. What's crazy is he don't know these people. All he do is sit up and, and look at some YouTube videos. He watch this and watch that and see what this person said, see what that person said. But these people don't know them. How is it? You, and they say, look at this picture. I mean, you can... Every single person on this planet, if you take a snapshot in the right moment, could tell a story that has nothing to do with what's going on. We see edits all the time. 50 Cent is a prime example. 50 Cent will make a clip just to be controversial, just to be controversial, and people will run off with it as if it's fact. 
just because it fits a narrative that they tell themselves. If you're going to say you identify as a follower of Christ, then there is an expectation and a behavior that you are supposed to exude. Because if you're not exuding that behavior, if you're not carrying on that mantle of behavior, you can't then in turn pray and ask God to bless you and fix your situations. You want God to change and fix your situations. You want God to elevate you, but you don't want nobody else to be elevated. You want to tear people down. You want God to elevate you, but you won't pray for nobody. You want God to elevate you, but when it comes to who you are and what you do, instead of you saying, I need to do better and I'm going to be better, you just say, that's how I am. So you need to accept it. What kind of identity is that? What my desire is that we walk away from this conversation with the understanding of, I need to pray for everybody. And if I don't know you and I hear a rumor about you that don't fit right, all I can say is, God, I hope it ain't true. Father, be with him. When you do things that are great, I need to say, Father, thank you for blessing him. Hallelujah. You need to find a way for yourself to where your itching ear is not being itched by things that are anti-God. Because the same, if, if you were in those shoes, you don't know how you would be. You don't know how you would carry yourself. We like to tell ourselves, especially uh, couch sports watchers, love to say, if I was LeBron James, I would do this. If I was Michael Jordan, I would have done that. If this, that, and blah, 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 and they never, they never stepped in. You haven't even had the artificial ex experience. Your sports experience stopped at high school. Your sports experience stopped at middle school. But yet professionally, you are a subject matter expert. That's, a, that's not how it's supposed to go. That's not how it's supposed to rock. You need to get to a place to where when bad things happen, you can pray for them. When good things happen, you can pray for them. Because when bad things happen to you, you want prayer. When good things happen for you, you want prayer that you can sustain and maintain. We have to do better as a people and stop blaming people for why our relationship with our father is insufficient. And if you subscribe to any of that, Chances are you might not be lost. Y'all be easy, man. Peace.